You are about to travel through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into the wondrous 1950s where boundaries were that of the unimaginable reality. You just unlocked the craziness that lives inside my head. Today I want to talk about Goraskophobia. The term Goraskophobia comes from the Greek Gorasco, I grow old, and Phobos, fear. Goraskophobia is an abnormal and persistent fear of growing old. Sufferers of this fear experience undue anxiety about aging, even though they may be in good health, physically, economically, and otherwise. Hello, my name is Eric. Welcome to the craziness that lives inside my head. I have quite a few friends in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and a few in their 80s. Some of them are a little vain. Some refuse to grow old. Some wants to stay young forever. And then there are those who are like my Aunt Lucille. She died at 99, just two weeks before her 100th birthday. I would call her once or twice a month and I would go, hello, Aunt Lucille, how are you doing? And she would like say in the phone, sadly, oh, I'm just waiting here for God to take me. And then one of the reasons why I don't talk to her that much because I don't want to hear, oh, I'm just waiting here for God to take me. She says that all the time. And then... In my head, I don't say it to her, but in my head, I'm thinking, why wait? Just go. I mean, if you think you're going to go to heaven, I mean, why wait? Anyway, that's just me. My elderly friends who feels that life is over and they're just waiting for God to take them. Give me a break. 70 is the new 40. According to the Godfather of Soul, Mr. James Brown. I feel good. My cousin Ellen have a bucket list. At 75, she's living the life of my elderly friends who refuse to grow old may end up in an early grave. One who did have a bucket list decided to ride a motorcycle at the age of 60. I heard he had an accident. He ran into a car. Car didn't run into him. He ran into a car and wound up in the hospital. I mean, it's great to have a bucket list and to do those things on a bucket list. But the only thing is, if you not... Young enough to do them. <laughs> so, why do them? Anyway, I digress. 
Then there's those elderly friends who who looks decrepit and dried up, acting like. I remember when I was 21, I went to a party. A friend of mine had a party. And most of the guys there were like 20, in their 20s. I don't even think we had. But we had one guy named Frank. He was in his 40s. He was 40-something. And I heard that he, he played basketball with the young boys in the neighborhood. Um, he was married, by the way. But I don't know what his wife thought. But he's playing basketball on Saturdays with the young boys. And then Saturday nights, he comes to my friend's house. And hang out with the boys. We all get drunk. And you know, once he get drunk, you know what he's doing. But anyway, we used to make fun of him. Because he was 40-something years old. He's trying to keep up with the young boys. And, and uh, well, he did die. I think he died of a stroke. When you have a stroke, are you 40-something years old? Playing basketball and trying to hang out at night? You spend the day, <laughs> the days playing basketball at night. You try to hang out and party? Until 4 o'clock in the morning? Anyway, even though 40s are young, pretty young, but he drank a lot, so he, his body, he wore his body down with the alcohol. So anyway, so my ex, at 75 years of age, said to me at the beginning of our relationship how he didn't want a relationship of sitting around the house and doing nothing which was a dig at me. He wants to do things like jet skiing, boating, AVTing, swimming, mountain climbing, and of course, S&M sex. I told him, I do things. I do do things. I don't sit around the freaking house. I'm doing this podcast, right? I like to go to museums. I like movies. I like writing, acting. Amusement parks, traveling aboard. When we first met, we were supposed to go to France. Oh, I don't want to. I don't get on the airline. And RVing the country. He didn't want to do that. So he's been there, according to him. He's been all over the world. He's a traveler. He did this, he did that, and blah, 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 with his other exes. He has so many exes. He did all that with them. But I guess what he hasn't done, he, the jet ski and the boating and all that, that's what he wants to do because he didn't get to do that much when he was, you know, with those exes. Now he got another one. I can't swim, so I am not getting on no boat. And you ain't going to see me. Well, I shouldn't say that. I did get on a boat and I did jet ski, jet ski just for him. I did it once. I didn't like it. Anyway, but he didn't, he didn't want to go to France. He didn't want to go to France. I've never been to France. Well, anyway, I digress. So, I said I should humor him and go along, which I did. Not, not, on, not on all of them. I remember a couple of years ago when I was cruising the Dateline. A guy... Was a top, a very virile eighty-year-old, not a bad body. You know how they do with the naked body. Not bad, not bad. Not, I mean, not great for eighty. Kind of, you know. But he kept in shape. He worked out five days a week. He wanted a young boy between twenty-one and thirty-six. I was fifty. That I was in my fifties at the time. 
he claimed that he didn't want anyone over 50 because he needed a partner to do things with that can keep up with him. Most guys after 40 can't keep up with him. He's 80 now. So he's going out with these young boys thinking they can keep up. I guess they can. He looked like he looked like he was in great shape for 80. But then I'm thinking, huh, you're going to get a young boy you're going to give you a heart attack. But anyway, I do. I keep digressing here. Okay, when I was young, now this is I want to talk. This is going to be serious now about death and get it growing old. Because when I was young, I did have I had a, I did have the fear of death. The thought of dying into oblivion made me shiver, you know, with fear. In my twenties, that I was so petrified of death, I would drink and drug just you know just to ease my mind about it. You know, sometimes don't ask me why I did. It. I get was young. I don't know. I should just concentrate on at that time young things. I'm concentrating on. Boy, when I get old, I don't know why I did. But I did. And I drank to get my mind off of it. So I became what is called... Fear of death and the dying process, of course. Thanatophobia. In 1984, I, I found, I woke up tied to a bed at Bellevue Hospital in New York City. So those who know my, my drug story know that's how I got sober. They had to tie me to, I went crazy, and they had to tie me to a bed at Bellevue. It was 1984. And I remember laying there in the dark, and I was frustrated, and I yelled out, God, why have you forsaken me? I remember that. And then I blacked out. But I do remember that part before I blacked out. So after 30 days of the rehab and five years of sobriety, things change. I didn't feel death. I remember I was watching a movie and the boy, there was a movie, I, watched, I forgot the name of the movie, the boy committed suicide. And it was sad, so sad. But it was a different sadness. I wasn't afraid. I, wasn't, I didn't have that, that, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm gonna, I didn't have that feeling anymore. In fact... After all these years of being sober, my, I'm calm. I could talk about it without cringing. I used to hate when people talk about dying and death. Cringe. I used to, I used to hate to be around people who were, and I mind you, maybe that was it. Because I did have to see a psychiatrist. A lot of uh, gay men died in the 80s. That might have been it. Because I, I was what you call a uh, AIDS buddy. And I had so many guys dying on me that it got to the point and I saw what they went through. It scared the hell out of me. I, I, uh, they would, GMHC told me to take a break. And I went to a psychiatrist. To, you know, that didn't help. I just, well, that, that did help because I was sober at the time. Maybe that helped me. Maybe that helped me calm me down. And not to think of the bad things. To think of the good stuff, you know. Nobody knows what happened when you die. No, you can't stop it. It's going to happen. It happens to everybody. And if you're going to waste your life worrying about death, worrying about growing old, I know, some, like I said, I had some guys, you know, who they do sit at, I don't know to sit at home, but they don't do much. Oh, I'm too old. Well, I'm one of those. I'm too old. I'm too old as uh, jet ski. I'm too old. As, I'm not going to be jet skiing. I can't swim. I'm too old to do that because I don't want, first of all, I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't want to do it. 
So anyway, after all these years, all that disappeared. All that fear. All that pet, pet, you know, petrified of sleeping or falling asleep or closing my eyes. A lot of times, that's why I would drink myself to oblivion. I'll drink myself to oblivion. This way, when you when you drink yourself to oblivion, you don't know where the hell is going to happen. If you wake up, you may never wake up. Because, you know, I still think about that. I could drive, die in my sleep. My aunt, she died in her sleep. That's what, And I had quite a few people in my family, old, in their 80s and 90s, died in their sleep. In fact, I guess that's the way to go. Now, I have to admit, if I have to endorse a sickness knowing I'm going to die and that was that was very very in the AIDS days oh that was so I had a couple of friends that were in the, um, the hospice I went to see them in hospice and they they was in so much pain they kept them on morphine and that was a scene no one I was going crazy in the 80s scared as I don't know what and oh I don't know but anyway it changed it it this changed. Maybe it changed because I got older. But I don't know. All those fears change. I don't have a problem getting old. There was a time I was... I mean, when I think about getting old, somebody said, oh, this is what they say to me. They say, oh, wouldn't you like to be young? If, they could, if somebody, if, if they were able to make you younger, wouldn't you want to be younger? And, and my answer was, hell no. All that shit that I went through when I was in my 20s. Are you crazy? I don't want to go through that again. I just want to relax, enjoy myself, and talk to my audience. If you're not bored with what I'm about to say. <laughs> so anyway, I hope I didn't bore you with this podcast. But thank you for listening to the craziness that lives inside my head. I can see clearly.